Hello and welcome to the Moncast. A podcast where we are watching Mewtwo Returns against our will. I am Sam and the other voice you can hear is Stevie. I'm Stevie. Yeah, that one, that other person there, that's Stevie. And as Stevie said, we are watching Mewtwo Returns. We are talking about Mewtwo Returns. We are talking about Mewtwo Returns. We have attempted to watch it several times. As a little disclaimer, like, this is the, probably the first time we've had to do something that we both really don't want to do. I'm not going to hide it, I'm going to be honest. We watched this together over Skype, and I fell asleep through most of it. So I think it's worth just talking about the actual movie thing itself first. It's a straight-to-DVD movie, as we know from Disney, that's always a good thing. It's usually a bad thing from my experience. Yeah, it's, it's a bad thing. This movie was clearly designed to cost as little as possible, but also bounce off of the whole Mewtwo movie and everything so that people are going to go oh this is like the Pokemon movie it's something else involving that we watch the movie let's watch this because it'll it'll be just as good and the first movie wasn't that good in the first place I mean I like it I'm quite partial to the first movie but I think that is purely nostalgia yeah it absolutely is after talking about it last time it was I, I kind of I, I get why it's not as good and this movie's worse well it's a straight to DVD movie of course it's going to be but this is a straight up sequel to it it's set in Johto or in the same time as Johto, but instead of watching the entire Johto and ending with this, we thought we'd get this out the way first. So we hope you enjoy this. It's, it should be entertaining, but, you know, it can, it can go either way. Yeah, I've not seen it in three weeks and I have 27 lines of notes for an hour long film. So I might be a bit out of it when it comes to discussion. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think we could do it. I believe in us. I should just say my 27 notes as you get to them in the plot. So I'm going to say 27 things, and you have to do everything else. You have opinions on it. Shall we dive into it then? So, yeah, I think we should do the questions again, which are... Have you seen this before? I have not seen this before. We watched it for the podcast. I have watched it twice before. Once when it came out, and then a couple of years later, I watched it again. So this will be my third... Well, this was my third viewing of it. What's next? (laughs) Well, this is where we normally talk about the short, which there wasn't one. Oh, well. I guess we just jump into the movie we start off me two returns by covering the entire of the first movie in maybe three minutes the first bit is literally just shots of the movie as Mewtwo voices over it saying exactly what happened making the entire first movie pointless all over again I think that's because there are some people who would have watched the movie and some people who wouldn't but will want to watch this I don't know who this audience is but okay but they still gave us a rundown of the first movie it makes me happy that you can compress the entire first movie into three minutes I don't feel like I've wasted my time by watching it and suffering through it. The whole premise of this movie is that Mewtwo wiped out everybody's memories except Giovanni's for some reason. Giovanni wasn't on the island. Yeah, but he also wiped out the memories of all the people at the seaport. I'm not sure if he 
wiped memories, just reminded time. He did something weird that wasn't explained at the end of it, but basically everybody who was involved has forgotten about him except Giovanni, which of, of all the people, I think Mewtwo should have wiped his out first. But Mewtwo isn't as clever as he makes out to be. It also begs the question of, throughout the entire of this movie, at any point, if Mewtwo was able to wipe out their memories before, why couldn't you do it again? At any point in this movie. Because that'd be too easy. Anytime a bad thing happens, Mewtwo could just go, gone, wiped out, gone, gone again, bye. But he won't, because they won't have a movie. Mewtwo's powers are all over the place, which is consistent with the first film. So Giovanni is looking for Mewtwo, and he's using, like, satellites and stuff to to find photos of him and he spots Mewtwo on an isolated little island that's on like this like a I want to say it's like a plateau it's it's a almost like a vertical mountain with a flat top I forgot what it's called but on top of that is a forest and in the middle of the forest is a massive lake and in the middle of that lake is a island and on that island is a Mewtwo and he stood at like the precipice of the top of the island looking over the lake and all the clone who aren't clone pokemon are around him and he's monologuing about the first movie but this is supposed to have taken place a long time after i'm I'm getting from this is that he spends a lot of his time just stood on that rock just thinking about the first movie and monologuing to himself no he monologues to his audience because his audience has nothing to do on this island if he wasn't up there giovanni wouldn't have found him but because he's got to be stood up there in in the open and talking about everything he gets spotted he's very clever why doesn't he just keep the island in constant fog? Maybe the fog would give it away? Would it? Maybe. Would you look at fog and go, oh, that's Mewtwo? Or would you look at fog and go, oh, that's a foggy island? Maybe. I, I do I do agree. I think he should have made it so that maybe the, the island's constantly coated in mist or something. At least enough so that a satellite couldn't look down and see him. So that Google can't find him. To be fair, though, if I was going to hide from someone, I probably would live in a cave or something. But then you'd have to come out the cave to monologue every once in a while. But there are, t- are entire episodes where they find, like, underground forests and caves and stuff. So why not go and live in one of those instead of in a place that's, like... I know it's secluded, but it's kind of a, a landmark that people come around to see. Yeah, it's just the island in the middle of a lake. It's like Mewtwo hiding in the mouth of one of the presidents on Mount Rushmore or something. Okay, I get you could be there, but people do come to this place to look at it, so... But then again, as we saw from the first movie, Mewtwo doesn't really make a lot of sense. No, he does not. So it cuts to Ash and Co. Do you know where they're walking? Through a forest. I'm pretty certain they were walking through a forest. As they do in most things. It seems to be all that they do. The forest is where plot will find you. They see it and then Brock's telling them all about how special and stuff it is. And uh, isn't that when someone like sees a bus? They see the bus going along. There's something about a big cliff. That there's a bus that comes through once a month and they need to catch it. Because that's a regular bus route once a month. But it starts to rain, so they have to try and get to it. And that's when Brock comes up with the best line ever, which he's got his frying pan holding it above his head. And he says he's going to turn his trusty frying pan into a drying pan and I fall asleep. Amazing joke. I'll use my frying pan as a drying pan. But it's only going to dry maybe his hair at best. He's so excited about it, though. He's like, got it. It's the best joke in all of Pokemon. And it's mine. We're used to Digimon having the the really bad jokes. So the fact that they have this bad joke, it's kind of okay. I kind of like it. It's a funny joke. It's a good joke. But they miss this bus. Yeah, I think they fall over. Someone falls over. I think Brock falls over and rolls into everyone. Oh, wait, before that, we see Team Rocket. They were spying on them. And then don't they get blasted off somehow? Yeah, they get blown away by a gust of wind. Yeah, so the bus leaves without them. 
basically meet up with a woman who stood there who normally monitors people getting on and off the bus. But apparently, according to the woman, the bus left early because nobody was there. I'm like, okay, so you have one bus that it couldn't wait like another five minutes. It's in such a hurry because if it's one journey a month. There's one thing about this bus that actually really annoys me as well, which is that people have to apparently take this bus to get up the cliff. So I guess people aren't allowed to walk on roads. Can people not walk on roads? It's impossible for people to make it up this cliff, but a bus can make it. Okay, the bit I'm more upset with is as the bus is driving away, it gets picked up by like a gust of wind and the bus gets lifted up off the ground. It's a flying bus. It's a magical bus, like from My Neighbour Totoro. But it's a gust of wind that isn't enough to pick up people, but it's enough to pick up an entire bus full of people. And keep it in the air for quite a long time. Enough so that something somewhere uses their power to, to lower it to the floor. Of course, we find out that's that's Mewtwo. Mewtwo, who's watching the bus through a security camera. Why is he monitoring the nearby coast? With security cameras. And does he just have security cameras along the entire road? And where was this camera even placed? Because it just seems to be floating opposite the cliff face. So is it just a flying camera? Does anything about these cameras make sense? No, yeah, there, there's, there's lots of problems with this movie. And then I think it's Clone Pikachu and Clone Meowth are talking to Mewtwo about that. And Mewtwo's like, it's not because I care about the humans. Mewtwo's pretty sundary. He is. I don't care about the humans. I just did it because I felt like it. Just put the bus back on the road after it was floating in midair because of a gust of wind. As we said, that this movie's a bit a bit trashy. What they could have easily have done is had the bus like skid and launch itself off the side of the cliff and then it get pulled back and put on there. But a gust of wind lifting it up is a bit harder to believe. But I guess we're not going for believability in this. No, not at all. It cuts to the cabin, the woman's cabin, and she introduces herself to everybody as Luna. And she says that she's the one who part-time monitors the bus route and makes sure that people get on the bus. It's very part-time. It's once a month. Yeah, once a month. But she's also here to study the water and stuff. Because apparently the water that comes out of the plateau has, has like special abilities and stuff. I immediately thought the water that comes out of Miharashi Mountain. They go outside because apparently it's stopped storming now because the plot doesn't need to have a storm anymore. And she fills up a bucket with water and then fills up a little cup and gives it to Brock and he takes a sip and immediately loves it. And then Misty takes a sip and she immediately loves it. And then Ash tries it and he's like, eh, it's all right. Oh yeah, also um, Pikachu and Togepi have some and they both enjoy it. But they had to spend a good, like, what, minute, minute and a half of, of the movie. Sip of water. Yeah, this tastes great. Another sip of water. Yeah, this tastes great. I'm like, Ugh. so this bothers me because it's, it's just padding. It's thrilling content, Sam. Oh yeah, just like at least a minute. I think it's a minute, maybe a minute and a half of just people sipping water, talking about water. Is this not slight of life enough for you? It's the same thing, just five times over. No, it's not. Because Ash reacts differently to everyone else. Okay, and then everybody gets upset that he doesn't taste the water very well. That's fine, I don't care. I mean, this water shouldn't really taste any different. And then what happens? This is when Misty decides that they should go and travel to the top of the plateau thing, even though... It's impossible without the bus. Yeah, and people aren't allowed up there, is it? They're not allowed up there, but the bus takes them around it. Maybe. I have no idea. But apparently people haven't been up there before. Uh, it's never been disturbed by humans. But I'm like, there are flying Pokemon. People could just fly up there. I mean, I was going to say Ash has his Pidgeotto, but he doesn't now, does he? No, he doesn't. But he has a Butterfree. Oh, oh wait. He doesn't have that either. Oh, does it have a Charizard? Oh, wait, no. He got rid of that as well. Nope. I think he's out of flying Pokemon. That's a shame. At least Brock has his flying rock. 
and Miss D has her flying starfish. Pokemon is so dumb when a rock with arms and a giant starfish can fly. But yeah, Misty decides that they should all go up to this place where nobody's ever been before and it's all kind of its own little ecosystem up there. Misty's like, we should go up there! It's Bulbasaur Festival all over again. Oh, this is a natural thing that shouldn't be disturbed. I want to go and poke it. Is it now that they go on the, a boat? There is a bit in a canoe, I believe, when Misty's grimacing at lots of Kakuna. Yeah, yeah, because they see Ledian and then she's all like, yeah, bugs. And then she notices that there's like lots of bugs, like Kakuna and Pinsir. She, like, rows the boat the other way in, in fear. Oh, and by the way, they don't know how paddling works during this scene. Because Brock and Misty are both paddling on the same side of the boat, so it should be actually turning around the entire time. But it goes in a straight line. They should be going in circles. Well, they're kind of going in circles anyway, because that's where the plot usually goes. So yeah, they end up back at the cabin. They spend the night there, is it? They spend the night there now, and then Brock notices the Butterfree flying around. And I was like, oh, Stevie's going to enjoy Butterfree. I'm glad they were Butterfree. So they watch that, as well as Mewtwo's watching it at the same time. And then the Meowth and Pikachu that's with Mewtwo are just like, why everything again? Why life? But Luna gets a knock at her door, and there's a, a man and a, and a girl stood there. Luna knows them. as I've got him written down as Ben. I don't know the guy's name, but the girl's called Domino. She's named after either a pizza company or a table game. But yeah, Brock's immediately attracted to her because that's what he does. Was he attracted to the researcher lady? I forget. I think so, yeah. He probably was. But yeah, the guy that I don't know the name of has the worst animated mouth movement. It just doesn't look quite right. I'm pretty certain he has two frames of animation for his mouth moving. Just open and closed, and that's all that it does. So whenever he talks, I just get angry at his face. But yeah, so these people are there, and they're talking to Luna about how they're here to study the water as well, or was... I think they're the only ones studying the water, but they they say that it's got... Uh, Magical powers! It's super pure, and it, like, revitalizes people and stuff. It's special. And this is where Team Rocket appear who are the best people ever. And we get a little flash of Domino in her heads, saying to herself why they're there. So like, yeah, I guess Domino's evil then. They eventually manage to steal Pikachu and they fly away in their little hot air balloon. But they fly up to the top of the plateau. And they get swept away by wind, don't they? Because you can only make it up that cliff by bus. No balloons. No walking along the bus's road. It's only (laughs) possible by bus. So yeah, Team Rocket are retreating with Pikachu and fail. And then what happens? Domino and the guy are awful characters for a while. They are the worst people in this film. I just remember disliking them quite a lot. They're very boring. <laughs> I think that's what it was. It's, this entire movie's a bit boring. It's all about water and, and clones. And Mewtwo just going, what is life? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. I just want to be alone on my island. It's my cloned Pokemon. But yeah, basically everybody gets on top of the plateau into the forest stuff and Domino uses her binoculars and looks out onto the island and can see Mewtwo. It's really good binoculars. Either she sends the photo to Giovanni or it's live streamed to Giovanni, but Giovanni can see. So I'll see the binocular stream. So they've given away that twist pretty early if you didn't get it already when she reacted to Team Rocket. So he gets up and starts heading to whatever the thing is called i forgot what it's called with like a group of team rocket to try and capture mewtwo obviously but mewtwo recognizes ash on one of the hot air balloons and just has a bit of a quick just remembering him for some reason filler perhaps most of the stuff mewtwo does is just ponder things while 
the cat and the mouse are more philosophically wise than him for some reason. I'd like to know where Team Rocket got all of this stuff, though, because it wasn't anywhere in the first film. They just have an army now. Just this little army of Team Rocket members. That's cool. Just use it in the first film. That would have been cool, having Giovanni trying to retake Mewtwo in that film before Ash and Co got involved. So, Team Rocket appear, this this army of them, like helicopters and stuff, all heading to the island. So, Domino reveals herself to everybody and she's called 009, which is obviously a reference to 007. So clever. But she has like a, a, a black rose which she throws at the hot air balloon with Ash and Co in it and they all plummet down into the lake. And they all swim in the opposite direction from the island. Oh yeah, because they won't go to where the plot is, because they've got to spread this episode out a little bit more. They have to go away from it first so they can then talk about turning round and going back. Also, at some point, one of my notes just says, just shut up, Mewtwo. So I probably got a little bit tired of Mewtwo and his philosophical ramblings at some point. Oh, and I ask again, where is he getting these camera feeds from? How did he get these cameras without interacting with people? Well, he built an entire island from scratch, so I'm assuming that he can make stuff. He built an entire stadium with his bare hands out of nothing. But yeah, so Team Rocket think they've got Pikachu, and they're like, oh yeah, we've uh, we've got Pikachu, but isn't this the clone Pikachu? I forget. I don't know. I have pretty much no more notes on what Team Rocket does, but they were probably the best part of the rest of this film. The clone Pikachu shows up. Oh yeah, there's like the whole conversation between Pikachu and clone Pikachu, and Team Rocket are there, I think. This is when clone Pikachu's threatening Pikachu. Yeah, clone Pikachu's like, go away, this is our island, we were here first. This is when Mewtwo monologues about the clones and about how Team Rocket's on the island now. So much is said and so little is said. And then it cuts to Giovanni who's saying he's going to get Mewtwo and then it cuts to Ash and Co. But Ash and Co and everyone are like back on, on land and Ash disappointed because Team Rocket's got Pikachu. So he wants to get to the island because that's where he saw them fall. And then Luna suggests that they make a raft. This is when Ash sends out Bulbasaur and Chikorita because, spoiler alert, he's got Chikorita already because this is at some point in season two. So they use Razor Leaf to cut up a single log into a raft for everybody, which to me would make more sense if they were to cut down more trees and make a raft as opposed to just the one. Let them make the raft how they want to. I mean, they could have just swam to the end in the first place. And skip to this bit. So, my next note after building the raft just says Tiny Nidoqueen, Queen, which very well could be another 15 minutes into the film. I think all that happens between this and that is that Jesse and James get kidnapped. Meowth's not because he does other stuff. I just have flashing images of what happened in the film. I don't know where they happen or when. As I think with this movie, it's also like inconsequential. Knowing that Mewtwo could just wipe out everybody's memories, it just makes it really useless. And there's so many points where he could have hidden himself, but it's all just like in the obvious. And he spends so much of the movie monologuing and stuff. And I hope this episode doesn't sound boring, but honestly, this movie is quite dull. It's very dull. If this was an episode and it was 20 minutes long, that would be okay. Because that's 20 minutes of time where you can have panning and everything. That's only 20 minutes. This is an hour long and it's barely got 20 minutes of stuff in it. The only real worthwhile bit is Team Rocket, as usual. But Jesse and James end up in prison. Ash and Co. This is when Ash and Co. get to the island in like a, a dark cave. They find like a, a little pond where the guy, I keep calling him Ben, takes a sample of the water and apparently... If Pokemon drink it, they stay healthy and everything. It's magical water. 
And this is where we get the little troop of Baby Nidoqueen and Baby Rhyhorn. So they go and have a little drink of water. And this is really weird because Nidoqueen shouldn't be that small. That's like having a baby Charizard or like a baby Blastoise. That doesn't work. That's not. That's like having not a baby, but having a tiny adult. Like proportionally, it would be the same as having like a tiny fully grown man, but just small. And going, it's a baby human. No, it's not. It's not. It's it's fully grown, but it's tiny. So maybe this water isn't as good as people say it is. Because outside where the water isn't pure, Rhyhorn and Nidoqueen are huge. But here, they're teeny tiny. The eggs have hatched into stage two Pokemon, apparently. Which isn't how that works. The only way it does actually make sense is if the eggs hatched into mini Pokemon and then evolved. Which is scary. Poor little malnutritioned pokemon it's at this point that giovanni's helicopter appears and starts firing nets out because team rocket always like to use nets and starts capturing a lot of the pokemon apart from pikachu and meow get saved by their non-clones but they try and escape and then mewtwo saves them because they get caught in like a dead end he uses his psychic powers to save the other clones and then giovanni appears and stands in front of mewtwo and decides to talk to him they start talking about everything and team rocket Giovanni uses a machine on Mewtwo and it's like electrocuting him. Oh no, I'm so invested in this character. I don't want him to be captured. But yeah, it shocks him and it doesn't really do anything to him. And then it charges up to attack him again and then Mewtwo destroys it. But like, so why show it? Why spend that time having us watch Mewtwo get shocked for it to do nothing? So Giovanni decides to use tactics and what he does is he says to Mewtwo that either Mewtwo joins Team Rocket or he's going to take over the island. So instead of just moving somewhere else, Mewtwo's like, yeah, no, this is our home, so I guess we can just do this now. I remember so little about this film. We're nearing the end, like even though it sounds like there's just random stuff happening, we're, we're, we're nearing the end. This is when Domino steals a Nidoqueen, like a baby Nidoqueen, and it's like picked it up and is looking at it and... Luna tells her to not do that and then Nidoqueen and Rhyhorn appear and run at uh, Domino and try to attack her but she throws her rose which apparently can do so many things and it electrocutes them and then they get caught and she tells them how she likes to steal Pokemon and stuff and she kind of gloats at Jesse and James saying how effective she is in her work which to be fair she is but she's not as fun as like Jesse and James where are her costumes she doesn't know costumes no motto what's the point of her her disguise actually worked. So what's the point? This is how little I know of the movie. I've now got the plot synopsis open to remind myself what happens. Because all, all I remember now is explosions, construction, and then it's all good. Pretty much. Where at the end of this, I have very little notes. Like Most of them are just things that even I don't understand anymore. Basically, what happens is Giovanni gives Mewtwo an ultimatum again and says, like, you know, if, if you don't join me, I'll make the Pokemon suffer. And he's got that machine that he had before. So it, they create, like, an energy ball for Mewtwo. And Domino throws her a rose or does something to the Pikachus because, it can, like I said, it can do everything. So Mewtwo steps forward and goes into the sphere. But apparently it's all a trap and Giovanni shocks Mewtwo. It says that they'll take Mewtwo and take the island anyway. But like Mewtwo didn't feel a thing from the last attack from that ball thing. So surely he'll be able to break out again. But it's plot so now Mewtwo has to has to fall. So he doesn't break out this time. Doesn't Ash come along and break him out though? This is when like all the clones and everybody are put in, in like prison cells basically. And then the guy gives Pikachu some water and they feel so much better already. But they start building stuff on the island. Apparently this construction happened really quick because it's like there's full on like 
foundation and stuff being built. And apparently this is making the water bad for some reason. I don't know. But yeah, the water's turning bad. So like a large cluster of Ledian and a beadle will head for the island, as it says on Cerebi. They use sleep powder on the workers. And then as they do that, one of the workers has a blowtorch and it falls into a gas tank because plot. And the explosion blows open the doors where Ash and everybody are held and then they escape. And then an army of Pokemon appear. Domo throws the rose at them, but Scyther cuts it down. And then she tries to escape but fails because Team Rocket were mopping up and she like lands on the wet patch that they were mopping and then falls down and gets, I think she gets dragged away by uh, Scyther and stuff. So that's the end of her. But then Luna gets another water sample just in case for some reason. I think maybe to revive somebody if need be. <laughs> Like, for example, Mewtwo? Yeah, maybe. Ash and Co. find Mewtwo, who is still like locked up. And they save him, somehow. I have seen this before. It's just I don't remember any of it after a certain point. It just all merges into a blur and then ends up in a happy place. I really don't get invested in this, in this thing. It's not very good. So Ash and Co. try to destroy one of the machines and they can't do it so Mewtwo focuses and tries to blow both of the machines he succeeds both Pikachu use the Thunderbolt so both machines get blown up at the same time which manages to shut them down Mewtwo's really weak so they give him the water which apparently heals everything so quickly so yeah that, that's the thing oh no wait they decide to get him some water they don't give him the water yet I'm sorry that if this episode's kind of awful because yeah you should watch this it's not the best don't watch it you won't benefit from it it's just not memorable in the slightest. Yeah, so they basically get Mewtwo to a pond and then they throw Mewtwo in. And he gets little flashbacks of Mew because Mew lives underwater. Giovanni's there in his helicopter. He's asking for Mewtwo and Mewtwo just shows up in front of him and then blows up basically everything. He could have done it in the first place. Yeah, he could have done it in the first place when he was strong enough. I mean, nothing's changed. He had some special water, I guess special water such an exciting concept for a film deus ex water and then mewtwo and ash are at like the water source meowth is also there and they all spend some time talking about the clones and everything and and, and everything that's gone on mewtwo decides to let the clones free so they go and live their own lives essentially being pokemon which is what they are and then he also decides to erase everyone's memory so he's got team rocket domino luna the guy giovanni they all forget what they're supposed to be doing, so they're like, oh, we're just here. I guess that makes sense, I suppose. Maybe Giovanni would know about Mewtwo's abilities to wipe memories or like have computers that have got stuff saved on it. But no, apparently this is enough to, to make them all forget. But he does say that he has a feeling that he has been utterly defeated. So he remembers a tiny bit for the sake of a joke. Then Pikachu Balloon. Yeah, he sends Ash and Co., away on a Pikachu balloon and then Team Rocket are on their usual balloon. And everyone says bye-bye, it's really sad, Mewtwo's flying away, splitting everybody off, so like, he flies away, Team Rocket go there one way, Ash and Co go the other. We get to the bus stop again, and the bus is there, in front of Luna's house, and they're all wondering what they're doing there, and then it cuts to Ash and Co, who are walking in the town. Ash has got his memories, I can't remember if Brock and Misty have their memories as well, I think they keep it. Ash thinks he can hear Mewtwo, and then Mewtwo's just stood on top of a building being all edgy, stalking Ash for some reason. And that's the movie. <laughs> One of my notes says, Mewtwo, you don't have time and space powers. I'm not sure what that's referring to. I'm guessing he plans to do something that he just shouldn't be able to do using psychic abilities. 
I think it's because like he did in the first one where everybody ended up where they were before. Like the bus is now back where it's supposed to be with people going, oh, what's going on? Even though that shouldn't happen because that already happened unless he can rewind time. Yeah. <laughs> but as I said earlier, like Mewtwo can erase memories, but he can't like erase a notebook. If Giovanni goes back to his HQ, somebody there can go, so did he catch Mewtwo? And Giovanni can be like, what? Yeah, you went to catch Mewtwo. That's why everybody went. We found Mewtwo. He was there. What? No. But no, apparently wiping out your memory is just enough to, to get rid of him completely. So I'm dead. I hope you have fun. Like, I think you need to spend a bit of time with this episode, editing it into some sort of coherent thing. The boredom of talking about this boring film has killed me. So let's finish this off in, an, in on, on, a, on a more positive note. What were your overall thoughts of this movie? It's hard to have thoughts about nothing. It felt really empty to me. Like, they tried to make an entire movie about, essentially, this water tastes good. They made a sequel to a film where there was nothing left to explore. The film already explored all the thing about whether they were real Pokemon or if they were just clones or whatever. Mm, exactly. Like, we, we've already dealt with this stuff before. What happens now isn't new stuff. It's just a repeat of what we've had before. With an added plot about miracle water, which isn't exciting favorite thing it ended i have a favorite thing in this and it's the tiny rhyhorn <laughs> just because i like rhyhorn and the thought of having a tiny pocket-sized one but it'd still be the same weight to me is hilarious like it'd still be like two tons heavy but it's just the size of a small cat okay my favorite thing has to be the drying pan i'm not including team rocket in the running just because they're always my favorite thing regardless so i'm picking something else for a change and it's brock's drying pan okay what about your least favorite thing mewtwo still edgy mewtwo he has to keep existing in a film and i don't like him as much as like i can't really say the movie because that's not really a, a good answer i'm gonna say probably domino and her rose that can do everything that's like she can use it to catch pokemon and explode things and electrocute things yeah i did hate domino and the person that we are calling ben as well <laughs> They just made me angry whenever they were on screen because of how lazily animated and scripted they were. His entire deal is, I'm here to tell you about the water. And then I'm pretty certain he ends up in a relationship with the researcher girl. Of course he does, because everybody has to do that at the end of it. Neither of them have any personality. So I guess they have a lot in common to get started with. Hey, you're a filler character. I'm a filler character. Why not be filler characters together? Other least favourite things. Ash. Because he's always the worst. They just, it just felt so messy. Like this entire thing felt messy. Like there was so much stuff going on, and everybody was running around everywhere. And Team Rocket taking Pikachu, and Ash having to chase them to get him. And then it's almost like Team Rocket and Ash's plot could have happened elsewhere. Like that could have been completely removed, and the same thing could have happened. Nothing happens for the first forty-five minutes, maybe, and then everything just goes by so quickly in the last bit that I can't remember most of it. Because a lot of it just gets immediately reversed anyway in the fight. So much of it is just, oh, here's this place, isn't it amazing? Here's the thing that happens here, like every once, like once a month we have a bus. Also, there's some bugs here, and also we have to go on the bus to get up to the thing, but you can also fly up there, I suppose. It's a lake up there, here's some monologuing. Was the magical lake at the top of the cliff or on the island? Or was it at both places? I think... The island was the source, like inside the island was the water source. But that doesn't make any sense, because the lake was at the bottom of the cliff, and water cannot go up the cliff. So the island cannot be the source of this water that's at the top of the cliff. So there's two magical lakes. Also, people can walk on roads, Pokemon. It's not illegal. 
Also, flying Pokemon exist. Yeah, but Ash doesn't have any. He keeps getting rid of them, because otherwise he can't walk through forests anymore. Okay, what about your thoughts on the idea of this magical healing water? What do you think? I'd like some. Can I have some, please? Okay. Apart from that... Magical healing water is boring. It's just a magical MacGuffin. Like, there's no real reason why it does it. It's just like, oh yeah, this water heals because of some reason never found the reason why it does it like there could have been some minerals or maybe it was a pokemon we don't know but it's just this water can heal because it's really pure i've worked it out i've worked it out sam all of the clones were crying into that lake and the magical healing tears made the magical healing water oh my god yes (laughs) they're all crying out of boredom at mewtwo's monologues every night and that's how the magical water came into existence. But the thing is, like, if you got water and made it as pure as possible, you know what it would consist of? What? H2O. That's all it would be. It doesn't matter how pure the water is. That's not pure. There's something else in there. There's something else mixing in with the water to make it. The something else is the clone tears. I mean, they brought back Ash from being turned to stone. It's the only way it makes sense. So yeah, this was a straight-to-DVD movie, basically. and uh, It's bad. It wasn't very good. It was stretched out didn't it didn't add anything we didn't come off from this feeling better off than coming off from the first movie you two still isn't very endearing after watching the first movie your experience isn't enhanced by seeing this no if anything it just detracts from the first film because it sums it up in three minutes yeah i do think this movie can harm the first movie in a way it's not a good sequel no but at least it had team rocket in it yeah that was the good bit team rocket were quite good they got pikachu for a short while They've done that on several occasions. Do you feel any different about memory loss? Or is that still a thing? I don't know. I forget. I noticed that at one bit, Ash said that Mewtwo didn't have to erase the memory again, even though Mewtwo hadn't told them that he erased the memory in the first place. That's very true. So, well done, Ash. You worked out that you had your memory wiped somehow. Any other notes on this, or are we done? I reckon that Ash can't tell the difference between his own Pikachu and the clone. Clone has the pointy ears. But Ash is an awful trainer. Okay. So I speculate that he wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Basically, I just wanted to insult Ash and his training capabilities. And Mewtwo is still bad. Can we finish this now and get on with recording season two? I think so. No more Mewtwo. No more Mewtwo. Do we have to rate this on a scale from 1 to 10? Yes, we had to rate the last one, didn't we? I need to see what I gave the last one, so I'm going to give this one less. You gave it a 4. I think I gave it a 7 or an 8. This one made me just as angry at times because I hated some of the characters. I'd probably give it the same. (laughs) I'm going to give this one a five. Why? Partly because there was just so much inconsequential stuff and it didn't feel solid enough to be. Like, it didn't feel epic. Like, the first one, even though it had, like, it wasn't very interesting, it had epic concepts like cloning Pokemon, like the first man-made Pokemon beside Porygon. And, like, the concept of cloning Pokemon, having essentially copies of your own Pokemon and this storm destroying everything else in the world, even though we didn't see it, in theory the concept of it is quite big but with this it was just like oh it's here here comes team rocket with some team rocket stuff and then there when memories were wiped have magic water it didn't feel good enough and then on top of that it reduced the entire first movie to three minutes which like i know you'll probably go well that's a good thing it's like well no if you even no matter what you feel of the movies the fact that they took essentially the first movie and turned it into three minutes of of backstory to this one makes me want to take points off as well because it it essentially not only is it bad it's also impacted the first movie retroactively it's harmed my experience with the first film because it now feels like i wasted my time 
basically yeah that so i'm going to give it a five out of ten it made me fall asleep like we're not joking genuinely the first time we watched this together i fell asleep and you woke me up on several occasions it's hollow i just didn't hold my interest for long enough and there weren't any points that genuinely made made me feel excited it wasn't exciting U2's boring. We already had one movie with him being all existential. We don't need him to still be existential. He hasn't developed at all, still. But yeah, I'm just going to give it a four. I'd put it at the same level as the first film. I wouldn't be surprised if four is the peak in Pokemon movie scores from me. Until we get to the 12th film. Because then I'll give that one 10 out of 10. Because it starts getting funny. I already know that there are some movies where I'm just screaming. I can also tell you now that I hope you're ready for more magic healing water. Yay! It's my favourite type of healing water. Just now realising actually how many of the Pokemon movies have magic healing water as a plot point. But what are we doing next time? Join us again next time where we're going to be watching episode one of season two of Pokemon and Digimon. The titles are Enter Flamedramon and Don't Touch That Dial, as in crocodile ah turtle you can find us on facebook twitter tumblr with the wall thread and email which will be in the show notes and you can find us on itunes stitcher and soundcloud is it you can listen where you're listening if we're lucky this will be released probably like a day or two before we release the first episode of season two because I personally feel like this is going to be just a hot mess of garbage so I'd rather release the first episode of season two just to try and compensate for it and at some point we get to do another movie special, which will be slotted in somewhere. Because I can't just do three movies in a row because my brain will explode and turn to mush. Thank you for listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bye. Wait, are you hanging up? No, not you. From the episode, you fool. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> I got like I was gonna do something funny for each and every one, but the second I got to like three, I was just like, nah, I can't be asked. <laughs> and then you just stole my last number. Just wanted to get through it. <laughs> also, I've changed. I'm gonna change the opening so we don't have to say a podcast where you watch blah 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 because that just takes forever. So. But it's what we could just say do. that we're the Moncast. But people might not know what we do. They will know we're on season two now. It's fine. Yeah, but what if they, people start on season two? On episode one of season two. Yeah. With the artwork of a Pokeball and a Digivice. Yeah. I, I think, I think they'll understand. I think they'll understand it. I don't. Well, we're gonna try it anyway. I just, I'm trying to slim down the opening and everything, so it's we not can repetitive. Streamline it. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Moncast. That was awful. Uh, <laughs> you, you can do the opening. You can do the opening to this. Aloha and welcome to the Moncast. Aloha, really? Yes. Okay. Guten Tag and welcome to the Moncast. Hello. Top of the morning to you. Welcome to the Moncast. <sighs> okay. Oh, motorbike. How can there be a motorbike at 11 o'clock at night? Because of a recording. <laughs>
like helicopters and stuff all heading to the island. The island. Mm. Oh my god. Have you seen the film The Island? Which is about yes. clones that are being harvested for organs. Yes, I have, but that's not the film we're talking about. We're talking about The Island, which is full of clones. Yeah. Uh... But what are we doing next time? Yeah, let's go on to that bit, which is uh, basically just join us again next time where we're going to be watching episode one of the Pokemon movie. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> episode one of Pokemon the movie.